BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It is a very, very, very silver linings edition of the HHC today, as quite frankly, the Hornets got mollywopped in San Antonio last night, 135-99, to the final score. Charlotte just shot abysmal from the field, 28% in the first half. They were able to get it to 36% for the game, but the damage was well than already done as San Antonio shines in this one by a final of 135-99. to uh, Some injury news on the front, both good and bad. We'll get to that here in a few minutes. We'll provide you with our silver lining performances. We're also going to talk about the most exciting news of the day yesterday. That was that the Hornets officially announced the reimagined Spectrum Center campaign, upcoming renovations that will take place over the next two NBA offseasons here at Spectrum Center. A lot to talk about in that as well. And helping me out with all of these topics here on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast, it is the one and only Lee writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley. Sam, thank you for joining me on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. I promise we're going to do one of these together at some point where it is a winning edition of the HHC because I'll be honest, I feel like we haven't had a whole lot of them together, you and I, this year after the road games. No, we have not because I was not on that Sacramento one, uh, in with, which I explained because of the proximity of the arena and hotel and the team flying the next morning and gave Sam Farber a chance to come back and uh, get it started early while I was finished writing. But yes, hopefully uh, we have a non-Silver Linings edition soon. That is not going to be this one because I will echo uh, what you just said, that that was uh, a, a rough one for the Hornets last night for sure in San Antonio. Yeah, so let's begin with the positives here. That was LaMelo Ball coming back his first game since November 26th, first time in 20 games that he played last night. Had a great first quarter, 11 points in the first frame, had 16 points at halftime off, 4 of 10 shooting, 3 of 6 from beyond the arc. Didn't really play a whole lot in the second half because of the way that the game went for Charlotte as the Hornets just did not shoot the ball very, very well. 
in the contest last night. I mean, I'll be honest, the first about four minutes of the game just felt like both teams set the game of basketball back by about, I don't know, 90 years. It felt like the team started a combined 2-17 from the field shooting. It was 12-8 to with 6-21 left to go in the first quarter. That just kind of gives you an idea of where this one was. Both teams combined for 15 fouls called in that first quarter. 24 free throws were handed out as well. San Antonio led it 28-22. to after the first quarter of play, they were able to build on that lead in the second quarter. Brandon Miller left the second quarter early, going to the locker room after a very hard foul. At that point, it was only a five-point spread. It was only 30-25 to 25 in favor of the Spurs. It took a little bit of the life out of the Hornets as Brandon Miller went to the locker room. Lamella Ball shot the free throws after the foul was upgraded to a flagrant one. Brandon Miller did not return to the game. He was officially listed as doubtful to return with a lower back contusion. We'll see what his status is before tomorrow's game going into Miami as the Hornets continue a three-game road trip. But Charlotte trailed 66-45 after two quarters of play. Third quarter, not much better. 9-3 run for San Antonio to start the third frame. It was all nine points scored by Victor Wembanyama. Hornets were just 1-5 of shooting to start the quarter as well. So they get outscored 37-26 in that third stanza. Shot just 38% from the field, 3-for-12 beyond the arc in that quarter. Sacramento was shooting 54% from the field in that 12-minute segment, 5-of-13 from beyond the arc, leading at 103-71. to After three quarters of play, Victor Wembanyama had 15 points in that quarter as the Hornets just kind of sidelined everybody there early on in the fourth quarter, tried to get some of the guys some rest, especially LaMelo Ball coming back. After the game, Miles Bridges was talking about the just a little bit of the air taken out of the building when Brandon Miller got hurt and how frustrating it is when you get a guy like LaMelo Ball back and then you lose one of the guys that has been so consistent this year in Brandon Miller. Yeah, it's just unfortunate, you know. Um, hopefully Brandon's good, but it's, it's definitely frustrating, you know, when we when we get somebody back and then somebody goes out. It's definitely definitely frustrating, but, you know, we got we to gotta hope he's good and we just got to continue to play. Sam, that's the bad news. The good news is LaMelo Ball returned. I'm sure he'll be one of our two silver linings picks in our next segment, but it just felt like there was so much hype and so much excitement around this game, not only for the fact that you have the number one and number two overall picks going at each other, Brandon Miller and Victor Wembanyama. even though we already saw that in Summer League this year, definitely obviously on a different scale, but you also had the return of LaMelo Ball, so it just felt like the Hornets were finally getting healthier, all things considered. I know there was no Cody Martin in the game last night, and the Hornets are still missing some other guys like P.J. Washington as well and Frank Nielakina, who started the day as questionable and just wasn't, wasn't quite there during warmups to give it a go today, but you had LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, and Nick Richards, because of course Mark Williams is still out as well. You had that as your starting five in the game last night. It just felt like even one person coming back just felt like a huge, huge boost of morale. It's one thing too with when you have a guy like LaMelo Ball coming back that is such a major part of a team's offense, and in this case, obviously the Hornets and their identity, and it's just going to you know, I, I wouldn't say I necessarily felt this about the going into the game, but you have to think that he has missed, uh, you know, six weeks. There's going to be a little bit of an adjustment, not only for him, but for guys getting used to playing with him again. You know, Terry Rozier has been so ball dominant, and Miles is, is you know, in, a lot of the guys' usages have gone up in the past few weeks that there's going to be an adjustment for everybody. And that's kind of the thing with the, the injuries um, being such a big problem this year for the Hornets is not only do you not physically have X talented player out on the, the court, but you just don't have any chance to establish any sort of routine or consistency or, you know, really kind of mold your identity because you're constantly having to do different starting lineups and different rotations and guys go in and guys go out. And 
I think that's the thing that has been the biggest challenge with all the injuries this year is they just have never been able to develop any sort of consistency for any extended period of time. And uh, when you have somebody, like I said, like LaMelo Ball, who's such a unique player that that drives everything for you offensively, it's going to be, I think, an even bigger adjustment for the rest of the team to kind of, you know, resettle back into their roles, what they were back on November 26th, 25th, whenever he left. And real quickly on Brandon, I mean, I, I tweeted this out during the game. I'm not one to really harp on the injuries. I think it's, you know, it's, or you can discuss them, but I don't, you know, kind of dwell on them because it's just something that's out of, out of your control. It's part of sports. I have never seen anything like this in terms of the, how many times it seems to, a guy comes back and then somebody has to leave right away with another injury. It's almost like they're, they're it's like a handoff or the handing a baton off or something. It, it's the craziest thing. It, it's, I don't know if there's, you know, walking in front of uh, too many black cats or black, or bad magic or, or excuse me, bad luck or anything like that. But, uh, you know, it, it just feels like they just have some of them really, really kind of unlucky stretches right now that they just can't seem to keep things consistent, get a consistent, you know, rotation up and running right now. So continue to work through it. And, you know, hopefully there is uh, is good luck to come. Uh, well said. I mean, it does seem like there's, I don't know, somebody just broke a thousand mirrors at once or something like that. It's just something that's been crazy here with the Hornets and these injuries. But I'm glad you brought up the chemistry factor of this return of LaMelo Ball and hopefully not a absence of Brandon Miller and hopefully obviously some more guys come back as we get better news on the injury front but Steve Clifford after the game yesterday was talking about how it's the chemistry that makes sometimes it take time to get things back in the right direction well I think we just got to get more organ I mean you know look as guys come back I mean that's this is the other part of it right I mean it's not going to be seamless especially with us where we have so many guys, you know, like we still, we are not organized at all out there. Well, that hurt us tonight. Sam, one more thing before I want to touch on here before we move on to our silver linings where I'm talking about the game here. It felt like a lot of the things early on, at least in that first half for Charlotte, were just not being able to get it done at the rim. I felt like just the finishing factor was not there for Charlotte last night. Go back to the first quarter, they were four for 12 shooting for points in the paint. You go to the second quarter, they were 4-17. That's 23.5%. It just seemed like they weren't able to finish at the rim. And I'm sure some of that is the Victor Wembanyama effect. I know that you have a guy there with an 8-foot wingspan, literally, that can really alter shots and might make you think twice about going in there. But that was also with Victor Wembanyama off the floor as well. He finishes with only two blocks in the game last night. But at the same time, there were just instances there where it just felt like there was a lid on the rim for Charlotte and they just could not get anything to fall, even in close range. I know there was a lot of contact, a lot of free throws. They were called. Obviously, the free throw disparity was pretty similar in a sense. Spurs went to the line 34 times. Hornets went there 28, so it's not like they were swallowing the whistles and telling everybody to play on. It just felt like Charlotte had a hard time finishing at the rim, and when the three ball wasn't falling in the first half, it makes for a bad combination. Yeah, and that was one of the, the things I, I kind of wrote down as a focal point coming into this game, coming off the Sacramento game where they only had uh, 28 points in the paint. I mean, they had a little bit higher in this one. They had 30 38 but only shot 42 percent so they missed 26 shots in the paint and missed 12 at the rim and I want to say the percentage I mean but I would kind of wash away that fourth quarter just with the benches emptying and everything I think it was probably even on the lower side of that so 
yeah, I think there was just is way. I think the it comes back to kind of the organization stuff. I mean, there was bad decision making around the basket, not knowing when to kick out. I think there's just, you know, it, it did feel like sometimes like the ball just isn't falling in. It, it's you know, it's kind of like what I just said. Is there bad luck up there? You know, broken mirror or something like that. Uh, you know, they put the ball up on the rim and it just didn't fall. And um, I, I and the other thing too is um, was I said decision making some of the disorganization, some of the turnovers. I think they're just challenging too much at the rim, too. And that's what you said with the Wembenyama factor. I mean, uh, even when he was out of the game, they don't have a, you know, their backup center or their other center, Zach Collins, wasn't playing. I mean, they have a smaller, I guess they were playing Dominic Barlow as their backup center. But um, it just felt like, the you know, challenging too much at the rim when they weren't supposed to, should have been kicking it out. Or then when they did get it up on the rim, it just felt like they never really got a roll when they should have. So, um, yeah, and, and I was really surprised at Victor. I mean, he's going to be something, especially with the defensive. I mean, he's got a real shot, I think, to win defensive, uh, to make one of the all-defensive teams and, and maybe even this season. But the fact that he only had two blocks, I think he should have been credited for at least 10 because just his presence is enough to, uh, you know, influence several, several of Charlotte's attempts last night. So, uh, yeah, and, and the fact that they couldn't get anything going at the rim, I think, was also a big problem are also because they just couldn't get anything to fall from three either. And the spacing just kind of got, you know, closer and closer. Hornets fall last night by a final tally of 135 to 99. We'll talk about several linings next right after this on a Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Rob Longo and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Perley, with you here on a Silver Linings edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Charlotte Falls 135-99 to last night in the return of LaMelo Ball, which brings up our Silver Linings here on this portion of the HHC. And Sam, as the guest of honor, I will always let you go first. And I think the main silver lining is pretty obvious in this one. Yeah, uh, LaMelo Ball came back, and considering that he uh, had missed six weeks, 20 games, hadn't played since a little right after Thanksgiving. I thought he looked pretty good, all things considered. 28 points, that was a game high. 5 of 14 shooting, 3 of 9 from 3. Had career highs in free throws made and free throws attempted with 15 makes, 16 takes, 3 rebounds, 5 assists, tied a career high with 5 steals. Uh, Turnovers are a little bit of an issue, as they were for a lot of the team and and sort of the disorganization and getting everybody back on track. I don't think that was anything too too concerning. And it felt like he got pretty good run. You saw saw the 27 minutes got pulled early in the fourth quarter. Game was well out of hand. I think that was a really encouraging performance from LaMelo Ball uh, last night. And, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, unfortunately he's gotten used to coming back from a lot of these ankle injuries the past year and a half so maybe it's a good thing that he kind of is familiar with the process and what he needs to do to kind of get back into a rhythm and everything so yeah hopefully it's definitely one he can build on but that's you know I think we would have signed up for that going into the night if this was going to be a stat line I think we definitely would have uh, been good with that for sure. Miller to LaMelo Ball. He'll hoist the three. Yes, sir. LaMelo Ball drilling a Lowe's three-point shot. Welcome back, LaMelo. He's got the three ball calibrated now, and the Hornets have cut the deficit to four. The most impressive thing I thought personally from LaMelo's stat line last night was the five steals that he had. The free throws were great. It was great to see him get to the charity stripe as well in his return. He plays 27 minutes, which probably is best I mean obviously you want to win against a team that is not very good this year in San Antonio but if you're going to lose I guess lose big because then you can kind of really acclimate LaMelo Ball a little bit into the rotation and just get his sea legs back under him a little bit I guess for lack of a better term in terms of just making sure that you're not overplaying him right from the get-go so again LaMelo Ball pretty obvious there in terms of the silver lining performances in the game last night. I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction, but it's still a starter in a starting role right now. That's Miles Bridges. Ish attacking from up top, gets the bucket, goes up, missed the lay-in, rebound, Miles Bridges. He'll go up off contact, good on the spinning layup, plus the foul. Miles, a rebound shy of a double-double, 14 points, 9 boards, just 4 or 13 shooting, 1 for 4 beyond the arc, so a little cold in that sense, but went to the free throw line 5 times, made all 5 of them there, had a steal defensively where I thought he was caught a lot in some help defenses in terms of just trying to throw some doubles at Victor Wembanyama, trying to get the ball away from their bigs as well, so a little bit of a tough defensive assignment I thought for Miles Bridges in the game last night, but he's going to go ahead and be my silver lining performance in last night's contest. Also, some other captains 
tips as well. Terry Rozier finishes with 16 points. Nick Richards, 12 points, 8 boards as well. Bryce McGowan's 12 points off the bench. A couple of those coming in mop-up time, but good to see Bryce continue to at least get double-digit scoring factors with 24 minutes in there off the bench. Before we go here, I know we touched on it a little bit in our previous segment, Sam, but Victor Wembanyama, I know there was a lot of hype coming in around him. This is a Hornets podcast, but it's hard to ignore a guy that gets so much hype coming into the season or, quite frankly, a season prior where teams were actively trying to get him in the draft. You don't see that, obviously, all the time. You got the the big ones out there normally with the top overall picks like LeBron James, of course, and those sort of guys that are are way up there and some of the all-time number one overall picks. But uh, in terms of what you saw from him last night, did he live up to the hype? Did you come away maybe a little bit, I don't know, gun-shy, I guess, for for lack of a better term? What did you think of Victor Wembanyama last night as well? Oh, I mean, I think he's exactly what you said. I mean, he's the reason teams were, were going all out to try and get him last year in, in kind of like an unprecedented, maybe tank off is, is the correct word. But, you know, the, I mean, he's such, there's so much about him that's just unique. I mean, the touch is incredible. The shooting is incredible. His movement for being 7-4 is incredible. Being 7-4 is incredible. Um, you know, his screen roll stuff. I mean, he, he's going to be you know, the defense, I think, is the is the thing that's the furthest ahead right now, or at least the rim protection. Maybe not necessarily the defending in space quite yet, but the rim protection and, you know, the timing on the shot blocking and things like that. I mean, he, he's, he's going to be a really, really fun player to watch. Uh, 80 games out of the year, not the two that the Hornets will play um, in a season series or anything. But I think the next step for, for San Antonio is kind of making, you know, you've got your guy you're going to build around, and it's a little bit different because, it's you know we've never seen a player like this and you know teams building around somebody you know a center we don't we haven't really seen that a whole lot recently in, the, in kind of the modern day NBA so um, really impressive I mean this is exactly why you know he's been talked about as this once in a generation type talent so uh, look forward to watching him outside of the two times the Hornets will play and the second time will actually be next week so he'll be in Charlotte and uh, hopefully it'll be a better result for the Hornets. And that'll be the next time you're going to be able to catch Charlotte here at the Hive. That'll be next Friday taking on Victor Wembanyama and the San Antonio Spurs. Get your tickets at Hornets.com. They'll look to avenge their 135-99 to loss against San Antonio last night on the road. Looking forward to some home cooking after they wrap up this three-game homestand. And there's a lot to look forward here at Spectrum Center over the next two years. We're going to explain all of that next here on the Hornets Hivecast presented by Senta. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Rob Longo and Sam Perley, the lead writer of Hornets.com, putting a button on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast, and we would be remiss if we don't talk about maybe some of the biggest news that we saw, especially off the court last night here at Hornets Sports and Entertainment. Early Friday morning, Charlotte Hornets Sports and Entertainment preparing to reimagine Spectrum Center with upcoming renovations, a couple of renderings and previews, and basically an outline and a blueprint of what the Spectrum Center will look like here over the next two off-seasons and what it's going to look like here for Hornets fans joining us at Spectrum Center for years to come. There's a lot of pillars to this one. There's a lot to get through. Just some of the highlights here is in terms of just what Hornets fans and concert goers and anybody that visits Spectrum Center can expect over the course of the next two years. It's going to be multiple phases in two phases, of course, with the main stuff happening here this offseason. And then moving forward, there'll be some additional renovations taking place in the following offseason as well. So what does some of that look like? Elevating the overall guest experience, additional seating. There's going to be an additional 2,500 lower level seats added in 2025. So it's going to be really Really exciting to see more fans crowded closer to the action than ever before. Uptown Concourse is going to get some enhancements. There's going to be some new lighting, some new signage, new concessions, and the Dr. Pepper Pavilion and the Nest, which will be new, is going to be redesigned here in this offseason, offering new amenities for some of the passionate fans that sit in the Uptown Concourse. Some club and hospitality experiences are going to be modified and added as well. A diversified premium offering, so you're going to have the ability to be seated in different suite levels with different accommodations from smaller parties to larger parties. There's going to be something for everybody involved in that as well. Upgraded food and beverage experiences as well. Some back of house upgrades. I'm excited about those. Can't really get into the weeds of that one, but looking forward to those personally for obvious reasons. So a lot to love here for Spectrum Center renovations coming up moving forward. Wanted to touch on some of the quotes from the press conference that happened the other day as well, talking to Donna Julian, the executive vice president of Horton Sports and Entertainment. She's also the general manager of Spectrum Center. She was talking about how this isn't just an investment in the Hornets, but it's going to be an overall investment in the community as well. The more people we draw to games and events at the Spectrum Center, the more people visit uptown, eat in our restaurants, visit our bars, stay in our hotels. 
which helps local businesses. All that said, we view this investment in the Spectrum Center as an investment in Charlotte and our community. Spectrum Center is nearing 20 years old and in need of some renovations to keep our arena best in class and the premier destination of sports and entertainment throughout the Carolinas for many, many years to come. Sam, I'm super excited about this. I'm sure you are too. But again, those were just some of the highlights. We're going to see some renovations basically throughout the entire arena. Uh, You're also going to see some other stuff outside the arena as well. You're going to have some entrances recalibrated, recalculated. It's going to be a much smoother entry in the Spectrum Center. I know that's going to be a point of emphasis as well. But overall, I'm just super, super excited to see this come to fruition over the next about six months or so. Yeah, it's uh, it's really exciting, and it's you know definitely you know something that didn't just kind of pop up overnight. You know, there's been a lot of planning for this, um, a lot of discussions, a lot of um, you know organization. You know, with a whole number of different parties: City of Charlotte, Hornets, Spectrum Center, CRVA, uh, architects, builders, things like that. So, you know, I think one of the coolest thing and about this whole project that's going to be um, it's going to take two, I guess, summers. You know, I think it'll be fully, I guess, the tentative plan is for it to be fully completed by the end of the, or for the start of the 2025-26 season. So it'll be spread out over two summers um, that, you know, this is going to be something that every single fan in attendance or every single guest at a concert or show or whatever is going to have access to the enhanced facilities or heightened experience. I mean, everybody is going to be touched by uh, the renovations that are coming to Spectrum Center, whether you're sitting courtside, whether you're sitting at 100 level, uh, which is going to have 2,500 more seats, uh, upper level suites, you know, things like that, whether you're you know, walking around the concourse or, you know, the concourse up, up in the 200 level with the Nest or the Dr. Pepper Pavilion. I mean, I think that's really, really cool because I think a lot of times when, when arenas do undergo renovations like this, there is a tendency to kind of really upgrade the, you know, premium exclusive areas, uh, parts of the arena where not every fan necessarily has the, you know, access to, you know, to buy a ticket to. But uh, I think that is awesome that it's made this a priority and it just shows the commitment that the the new ownership group led by Rick Schnall and, and Gabe Plotkin have made to make this the premier NBA franchise. And this is just the first step. And it's obviously a very, very big activation, but I think it's the, uh, you know, like you said, it's exciting and uh, you know, the only disappointment is you got to wait two years to kind of see the whole thing, but uh, I'm sure we'll be able to see, uh, you know, kind of bits and pieces as it kind of get built up. But uh, it's one of those things that I'm ready to see it right now, because the more I read about it, the more I hear about it, the more excited I'm getting. Yeah, and I think the other thing that's interesting about this, too, is obviously I think a lot of us and a lot of fans are excited about this because of what it can bring in terms of just an overall better experience while you're enjoying a Hornets game or a concert or any other event here at Spectrum Center. But I thought the other interesting aspect of this, too, is when this plan was released yesterday, a lot of players took to social media and were really excited about this. I know Nick Richards posted something about it. P.J. Washington posted something about it. I thought that was really interesting that not only us, I don't want to say common folk, but us and you know people that I think maybe enjoy the arena 
just for what it is, and it's an entertainment center. But, I mean, this is their workspace. I mean, obviously, it's our workspace, too, but it's a little bit different when those are the guys out there providing the results and being those guys out there on the floor. I just thought it was interesting that they are excited about this as well because if those guys are excited, then what does that tell you about maybe the reputation that the Hornets might have around the league moving forward and having some top-notch facilities and being one of those premier facilities in the NBA that other people look at and say, wow, that's a great place. Maybe I want to be there as well someday. Yeah. And the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, if you make the, you know, ultimately you are trying to sell an experience, you know, you're selling a night out, you're selling, you know, ticket package, food and beverage, you know, fan shop, everything. It's all about the experience of going to the arena and seeing a Hornets game or seeing a concert. But, you know, if, you know, you, you can build up this, this fan base and make Spectrum Center that much more of a desirable place to come out and you've got more fans coming and you can get a better energy and, and you know, really kind of get the home crowd built up and supporting the Hornets and, you know, the winning and, and kind of taking the next step is also going to have to be part of the process. But, you know, the more you can get people out there to, to take part in, in, you know, the experience and rooting on for the Hornets. I mean, I think that's only going to help the players. I think it's going to make Spectrum Center a harder place to play for opposing teams. And I can certainly see why the players would support that because, you know, having a home court advantage is a, you know, a big thing in the NBA. There's a lot of arenas out there that are hard to play in uh, because they have really, really passionate fans and I think the Hornets do have passionate fans but I think they can always uh you know get some more and more and especially with the lower level expanding a little bit I think it's going to be that much more of an intimate environment so uh and the other thing too is you know the players they they go to uh events as well you know we've seen them uh you know pictures and stuff they post going to concerts or taking their families to shows or uh things like that so it's cool that they'll also be able to or they're excited to uh not only be sort of part of the presentation but also be on the other side enjoying the facility seeing concerts and you know other you know college games things like that if you build it they will come in this case spectrum center is getting renovated you can learn more you can see the renderings see some of the the intro videos as well you can check this all out hornets.com slash reimagine for the most updated news on the arena renovations over the next two summers going to be some really exciting stuff here at spectrum center here in the queen city and uptown looking forward to all the arena renovations and what it might bring moving forward here for this franchise that'll do it for this edition of the hornets hivecast sam perley lead writer of hornets.com thank you so much for joining me here on this edition of the hhc i think we might even give you a sunday off just to maybe shake up the mojo a little bit thank you so much for having me and uh of course i think you know the last time the hornets won was when i was not on the the podcast so maybe we got to mix things up a little bit and try something different maybe this could be a trend maybe if it's they start winning a little bit more you won't hear from me for the rest of the season well we'll always be able to read your uh recaps on hornets.com we know that in the least so we'll check those out at least after the game on sunday myself will Pelagic will have you covered after tomorrow's game of course Tomorrow, coming up on the Hornets podcast, we will have your game preview as the Hornets are in Miami taking on the heat for the final time this regular season. For Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of the Hornets podcast. We'll check in with you tomorrow once again here on the HHC. Thank you for listening to the Hornets podcast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.